Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert Tanner, and this is Figure of Speech, a podcast dedicated to the impact of forensics. Episode 15, Annika Lee. Annika, welcome in. Nice to have you here. Hey, hi, Robert. How's it going? <laughs> um, pretty good. Um, I just came back from college. Right. But I'm going back right away. <laughs> I've only stayed a short for... layover. Yes, yes. Only 20 days. Wow. Yeah. Kind of sucks, but... You're now going to Williams College. Yes, I am. And you're majoring in what? Did you decide yet? Yeah, I finally decided after changing my major like eight times. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm finally... So I'm majoring in economics and I'm concentrating in neuroscience. That's that's a, a, a wide reach from each one of those, right? Economics yes. and neuroscience typically do not go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But, but that's how we roll. <laughs> I suppose it's all that background of debate that's gotten you where you're at, <laughs> focusing on economics and, you know, the psychology of why people do what they're doing and getting into neuroscience. I don't know, whatever. Well, actually, I'm still pre-law. <laughs> so, so we'll see. You know, I'm on that track. All right. I'm still using my speech and debate skills. Well, let's talk about that. Let's get into your background, how you got involved in speech and debate. Yeah. Um, we should mention you were a student of mine at Wilshire Academy starting in what year? When did you when did you come into the fray? Um, I came in when I was in fifth grade. Okay. So that was 2010. 2010. All right. And yeah. then how do you remember how you got started? Yeah. So I was following Isabel, which is another student. Oh, sorry. Which is another student of Robert's. Mm -hmm. And I just came to... You can to talk to me. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I know who Robert is. Oh, oh, sorry. I was just making sure. <laughs> In case I forgot. Yeah, so I was just following Isabel mm -hmm. just to observe while... Or I was waiting for her to finish. And then I was reading in the back. I remember what book because I wrote about this, but mm -hmm. it was Mr. Popper's Penguin. Mm -hmm. And then you guys are doing like a mini spar kind of thing. And I got super interested. So I wanted to join. So I just joined the next class. And then I got really hooked. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we worked so closely for, what, four or five years. We worked, I mean, practically every week we were doing either practices or going to competitions. And, um, and you were one of the few people that had done both speech and debate. So I'm, I'm, you focused primarily on debate. Is that right? Yeah. But I focused on debate because I was kind of embarrassed, like, to do, like, like, because I saw speech as, like, acting. Uh -huh. So I, th I thought I'd be good at it, but I was really embarrassed, so I didn't want to do it, so I just did debate. <laughs> so were you ever embarrassed during debate? Yes, many times. <laughs> Maybe that didn't work out so well. well. Let's talk about how you how you proceeded in that. So you start in fifth grade, and then do you remember doing your first competition? Like, what was that like? Well, well, the first, well, I did the first few classes as like, oh, I'm just doing this for fun because that's how I did most of my things. And my parents weren't super strict about anything, so they just kind of let me do whatever I want. So they didn't like force me to study or anything. So. I just kind of treated it like, oh, like, I'll just try hard if I want to. But otherwise, it's just, like, for fun. So I didn't actually try that hard the first, like, few competitions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I did really bad, obviously, because I didn't prepare. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, so the first few competitions were bad. And that's where I have my, like, blanket kicking moments. Like, something when you're about to go to sleep. And then, like... You're about to fall asleep and suddenly you have like a flashback to like fifth grade when you said something that was like completely wrong and just like kicked the blanket. Why did I say that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but after that, I think like you have like your talks with your students, like, oh, like get like that kind of like get serious talk, yeah. like, like get into it or just like, like, why are you doing it kind of thing. And after that, I started getting more into it. Do you so. remember what it was? I mean, was it was it a certain tournament that really did it for you? Or you say I had a talk. I've had that talk with many students. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't. I apologize if I don't remember it. But mm -hmm. um, do, do you remember it being a kind of conversation that we had that really pushed you to get a little more serious about it? Or was it just a, a time frame of like, all right, it's time to kind of actually get geared up here i think it was more gradual okay because there was nothing i mean it's obviously hard to just like s not try that hard and suddenly be like oh mm -hmm. i'm gonna research so much i'm gonna spend put all my time into it so it's definitely more of a gradual you're absolutely right however uh <laughs> let me prove you wrong uh, <laughs> there's a couple of students that i've had that just they go to one tournament and it's on and they're like okay 
this is it. Like I've, I, I have now found my calling and it's mm-hmm. game on and I've got to win. Yeah, I think, I mean, when, I've, when, I've, when I was helping you teach, there are definitely a few students who are like that, but I was not one of those <laughs> students. So you start competing, I guess, in sixth grade or did you do fifth grade debate as well? Um, fifth grade was mostly classes, classes and like summer classes between like I just I didn't go to a lot of tournaments. All right. And so then you start up pretty serious in sixth grade. Yeah. Right. And then how did you fare that year? How did you do? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was kind of unfortunate because I think I only started getting really serious about it, like in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And in eighth grade, I was having like really um, kind of, I was feeling regretful because I was like, oh, I, sh- I wish I had gotten more into it earlier. Mm-hmm. Because in eighth grade, that's when you're starting to prepare for high school. So it's also harder to give up time for extracurriculars. Right. So I did wish that I tried harder earlier. But I mean, sixth grade, I feel like I wasn't mature enough to like put like have that kind of mentality. I have a few really interesting just memories about you. I remember going to nationals. We took a fairly big team to nationals. I want to say it was Kansas City that year. I want to say it was Kansas. But oh no, no, no. It was Indianapolis, I think. And I just remember we were walking a couple places and you were always like <laughs> a mile behind everyone else wherever we would walk and be like it, the whole group was together and then Annika was way back in the back. <laughs> And I was like, let's go. And you're like, I can't. My legs are so short. I just remember you always trailing behind. Wait, that hasn't changed at all. I'm still, I still walk way slower than everyone else. And I eat way slower than everyone else. Take so. your time in life. That's good. That's yeah, nice. I just yeah. remember that about you. And it was endearing. It wasn't uh, a, a, a moment of annoyance at all. Everyone, you know, really, everybody loves Annika. Who doesn't love Annika? Um, I know a few people. <laughs> those are jerks. And I remember also your... Um, I guess it was like your seventh grade year. And I've said this every time we go to a big tournament, especially a, uh, a travel tournament. I remember always telling people, you got to get some rest. You got to get sleep. Oh, you, no. You got to go to bed. <laughs> and no one ever listens to me. And they go, yeah, 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 old man, whatever. And they stay up till three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, but I've got to get this. Uh, I got to finish this thing. And I'm like, you're done. If you're waiting until the night before the tournament to finish whatever it is you're going to finish, you've already lost. And so you might as well get some rest. Yeah. And that's the best thing you can do is just get get a little edge on the opponents the next day. Think a little sharper. You're going to be a little more dull. And I remember seeing you and your debate partner, your seventh grade year, I think it was. Yeah, it was. And I went into one of your rounds and I, I watched it and I thought, you could have taken these guys, but you just weren't as sharp. You just weren't thinking things. Yeah, it was... I think it was that tournament where it was like the night before Mm -hmm. um, I was cutting up. (laughs) I was like cutting up my my rebuttals Mm -hmm. and then like putting them on cards because like, okay, yeah. So I should have done that before coming to nationals, obviously. I think so. (laughs) But then I... (laughs) But I think the benefit of doing that really set you up for your eighth grade year where you were taking it more serious. And I remember you and... It was like two or three people your eighth grade year that were like, oh, no, we're really getting rest this time. We're not going to make that same mistake. Yeah, like you, I think you, got, you learned from it, I think. I Was Isabel there that year? Yeah, but you weren't partners with Isabel your senior year. I was partners with Candela. Candela was yeah. your, your partner your senior year. Yeah, your, we got a lot of rest, year. yeah. Yeah. But I remember you guys being like, no, no, for real. Like, yeah. we're, not, we're not messing around. <laughs> yeah. like, we're not, we're not going to say to Robert that we're going to go to bed early. We're actually going to bed early. Yeah, and actually, um, even now in college, like – I can stay up late on any other night except before the night of an exam. Mm-hmm. And I sleep really early before the night of an exam because I know like I won't be as sharp yeah. the next day. So Staying up that last night, you think you're helping, but you're really not. At that point, you've either got it or you don't. Yeah. And staying up late only just makes you not be able to retain any of that information. You're not going to cram the night before and really do a whole lot of, of good. Yeah, and it's learning by experience, Robert. So I don't blame myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, learning by experience. Yeah. I think so. um, your seventh grade year. Mm-hmm. Walk us through that. What was that like? My seventh grade year of, of competing. Of competing. Of debating. So I think I had a lot of anxiety. <laughs> Remember, I would do that breathing thing before a competition. Where you'd like hyperventilate. Before round. Yeah, I would always hyperventilate. <laughs> yeah, I literally do that before a round. 
and it really like okay i know like people thought i was joking but i was actually serious like i was really nervous <laughs> and i had a lot of anxiety um in middle school and high school uh-huh. so that kind of affected my seventh grade year so uh, especially during competitions and like during big rounds i remember at nationals i um would write my rebut- rebuttals down but then when i when it was my turn to talk i would be so nervous that I'd only say one thing instead of all of them. Oh. And then, like, I would literally say, like, I would say, I have three th- responses to this, and I'd say one, and then say, like, move on to the next one. And then I'd, like, totally be kicking myself through the next... Um, Why didn't I talk about the yeah. other things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I totally missed it, and it would make me more nervous. So it was a lot of battling that mm-hmm. um, through seventh grade year. I mean, ugh, I wish I had specifics, but it was so long ago. It's hard to remember. You've been smoking a lot of weed. No, oh my God, I have not. <laughs> I'm it a wasn't good that student. Long ago. <laughs> um, but you're. I remember you being a very. Um, I remember you being very liked by a lot of people. I remember you being someone that um, I thought of as having a lot of potential, and that usually sounds like just kind of a cop out answer of like, oh, you you've got potential. <laughs> But really feeling like, oh, no, we need to un- unlock this. Mm-hmm. And I was having some conversations about, you know, what it would take for you to be very highly competitive. And you were kind of like, I'm willing to do the work on that. And, yeah, yeah. And I think you and Canela um, were enjoying the the debate classes. There was a lot of really fun discussions that we were having with, like, new resolutions that would come up. And yeah. you were very vocal and, and asking great questions. And so was Candela of, like, well, what would this be? And and how would that work? Things like that, whenever a new resolution would come up. Yeah, I think Candela and I were a good pair, mostly because, like, we complemented each other really well. So I was very – she's super calm. And, <laughs> and you hyperventilate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's super calm. So she, like, her presence just calmed me down. And she would always use these metaphors. Like, she's, Kendall was really creative. Or she is really creative. So she'd always come up with these metaphors, and it would make everything more familiar for me, too. So I always felt reassured when I was working with her. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. Well, let's talk about that eighth grade year. You guys uh, had quite a bit of success together. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you won state. Yes, we did. Yeah, and then uh, walk us through. I mean, how, what was that like? I mean, that was that was, it was actually, time. yeah. Sorry, I just interrupted you. Go, go ahead. Oh, it was actually, I remember the moment, and I remember, and I don't mean to, like, put the competition down at all, but I remember it being really anticlimactic when we won. How so? <laughs> because I remember the judge, because we the competition ran way over time, mm-hmm. so um, the judges just announced the decision to us, mm-hmm. and then we didn't even have time to process it, and the judges were already leaving, <laughs> and then we got our trophies, like, not like at like a stand or anything, but like like not during a ceremony. It was just like, yeah, yeah. It was just go. handed to us. It's like oh here it is. It's like time to leave now. Yeah. So I didn't really process anything. I was like oh yeah, so we won. Okay, and then like I just went home. I was like oh my god, wait, we just won. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember I was feeling a little bit, um, I because I think um, the way I like thought about it, like the way I fantasized about it in middle school, was like oh yeah, this is gonna be like a ceremony where Kendall and I are gonna go up there, and then when we actually won, it was more like a like oh like hurry 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 hurry, and then it's like oh okay we just won. go home <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I remember uh, I have a couple of pictures that we snapped real quick, and it's us just like standing in a science room <laughs> and nothing special and a couple of trophies and we're kind of like hey, and then that was it we're yeah. Done. It was super, yeah, so it was anticlimactic, but it was still memorable for me. I guess that's kind of debate for you, right? Debate's yeah. always the, uh, the red-headed stepchild of the speech and debate community. Of like, yeah, yeah, whatever, just get done. It might be PF that's like that. Well, maybe, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I remember my, our competitors, though. I forget their names, but I remember their faces really well mm-hmm. because I felt like they, were, they had such good manners when we were debating, and they are really, like, well, polite. Well, that's rare. Yeah, they're really polite, especially like when you get to like the final rounds. I feel like in middle school, at least, um, the students get start getting a little bit like rude or pushy, Mm -hmm. but they're really polite and super nice. Um, So I thought that that was really left an impression on me. Yeah, that was something that always struck me is how 
graceful you and Candela were when you were debating. And I actually got a lot of uh, compliments from other coaches saying, those two are great. They're very, very nice, they're very sweet, and a pleasure to listen to. And I was like, great, that's a really yeah. nice <laughs> Um Let's talk about nationals for your eighth grade year. Mm -hmm. What do you remember about that? I have a few really interesting memories about that and um, and some things to talk about that uh, that are unusual that happened at that nationals. But go ahead. What do you what do you remember? I remember when we lost. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember that as well. So yeah, you well, got knocked yeah. out in quarters. Yeah. Well, no, it was octaves. Yeah. Okay. But I was. I remember feeling really embarrassed because you got Robert because you brought all the your the whole team mm -hmm. and like I think now that I look back at it like I feel like I should have felt like oh yeah like my whole team is here to support me but I was feeling more nervous I was like uh. oh so I was like oh no like oh they're watching me and I I was feeling kind of like anxious um, so I was just trying to ignore them and then <laughs> um, yeah but it got really well I I don't think it was like I mean when you're actually in the middle of a round it's you start like getting into it, so mm -hmm. you just kind of lose focus on everything else. But yeah, I remember in the beginning, I was feeling like, no, like why did Robert bring everyone mm -hmm. here? <laughs> well, and, yeah, I was probably saying like, let's go support our our one team that's yeah. advancing this yeah. far. <laughs> and um, yeah, I know I totally knew you had good intentions, so it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like ill, but like I hadn't have any ill feelings. Yeah, I don't think it was making faces at you <laughs> while you're trying to. Debate. Yeah, and I remember we lost because it was a stupid piece of evidence from the LA Times that we cited. And I remember I I think I saved it somewhere, but I couldn't find it when they asked for it. Mm. And it was like kind of embarrassing, but also like, oh no, like critical mistake, like of course, like at the like, you know, at the late stages. Now at the time were you I can't remember. Were you allowed to use computers at the time, or did you have to have everything printed? No, we were allowed to use computers. Okay. And we had our binders and our computer, but I for some reason I couldn't find it because I have like multiple Evernote accounts, and I might have saved it in a different one. Uh, so for the one that I normally use for debate, like I just couldn't find it in there. Hoisted so, by your own petard, right I there. I know. So yeah. the judges were like, "Can we see that evidence?" And I think they were using that to decide, like, because we were we had a direct clash between two like these two arguments, and we obviously both had different evidence. Mm -hmm. But then, so they asked for theirs and they had theirs, but I didn't like Kendall and I didn't have ours. Right. So, like, we're like, "Oh well, we don't have it," and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty pretty rough. Also, I remember feeling like I wasn't as aggressive this hmm. that Octa final round. I don't re recall that. I remember watching you guys. And I remember being feeling very proud. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember going, you guys are doing a really nice job. And I could kind of tell that the judges were kind of jerks. Um, it's, it's remarkable to me how often some judges come in like deer in the headlights and they have no idea what's going on and they're very like in over their head and others come in with a chip on their shoulder and they're ready to prove something. And yeah. like, I'm going to find the worst team and I'm going to make them win. And just because I say so, and the better team is going to lose because I have that kind of power. And they had a little bit of that going on. Oh, I remember, really? I, think... I remember feeling that of like, I don't know, this is not good. Well, I remember, well, I think even if Camilla and I were the better team, I do think we lost I remember feeling at the end like, oh, I think we lost this round. I didn't feel that way. I remember not feeling that way. Oh, really? I, I had a student a couple of years before. Um, this was uh, Isabel's sister. And she <laughs> she hit, she was in, I think, octafinals or something. I think it was octas. Yeah. And it might have been doubles. Anyway, she goes into the round and uh, it was LD. And she, she went in and it was just like a lamb to the slaughter, man. She just, she just got <laughs> beat. And the guy just destroyed her at every turn. And I'm watching it going, ooh, ooh, and just watching your student get gutted. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, there's nothing I can do. You know, I can't yeah, interrupt yeah. the debate. And the debate's over, and we're kind of sitting there silent for a second. And the judges make their decision, and they finally say, uh, yeah, so, all right, uh, let's go ahead and, and disclose. And they disclosed, and it was a 3-0 decision for her. <laughs> and I'm going, <laughs> What? <laughs> Did you watch this same debate? Yeah. And I know the opponent was going, what? Yeah. Are you crazy? Uh, did you just see this? And uh, <laughs> and even 
the, the my student was going, what? What's happening? So we, after the round was over, we walked outside and she turned to me. She said, Robert, do you think I deserve to win that round? And I have a policy. I've told students, if you ask me a question, I'll never lie to you. Not like that. You know, I'll, yeah, yeah. I might tease you, but you ask me a real question like that, I'll give you a real honest answer. And I said, no, no, I don't think you did. And she said, yeah, I don't think so either. And I said, <laughs> but you know what? You did, and you better go win the next round and just take it as far as you can. And you know, she did. She advanced. But I sometimes you look at these judges going, what are you watching? <laughs> and I was watching that round and going, you made the wrong call. I've seen, a, I've seen that happen a few times. And that your octafinal round or whatever it was, quarter mm-hmm. round, whatever, uh, that stuck in my mind as a bad call from the judges. I remember thinking, this is... You guys are making the wrong decision right now. Objectively, as objective as possible. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you're my student, so. Yeah. But I remember, um, I think, well, obviously, like, you're more critical of yourself. So maybe that's what it was. But I remember, like, when the, we were waiting for the judges to make their decisions, mm-hmm. I wrote on the paper, like, oh, Candela, I think we might have lost. <laughs> and then Candela literally just, like, snatched a pen out of my hand and, like, scribbled it out. <laughs> I think the team that you debated didn't they go on to win or take second like they they went pretty far i think they they, uh i can't remember i thought anyway i could be wrong what really sticks out in my mind you guys did something that i talk about quite a bit in some Mm -hmm. of my classes uh and not it wasn't in that round it was in the round right before it which i guess would have been your double locked round Mm -hmm. um you did something that we had practiced and rehearsed and i guess you'd been doing the whole tournament but i saw it firsthand uh, do you know what I'm, what I'm going to say for this? I have a feeling. but You guys asked the judges questions before the round. And you said, what's your experience with this, you know, with this topic? And it was about Crimea. And, oh, right? yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And the judges, two of the judges were like, oh, yeah, I know this. I've been judging the whole, this whole tournament. And I'm, I'm a coach. I know it. And the third judge said, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know. I just walked in here. And the judge had no idea what Crimea was, didn't know any of the conflict or anything else. And you guys made it, you had made two cases. You basically yeah. <laughs> made one case for the more experienced judges so that you could kind of get to the meet arguments faster and another for the lay judges who had no clue what was going on. And I thought it worked beautifully because in that moment, you basically said, look, the experienced judges are not going to be upset by this, but the lay judge needs to know what's happening so the rest of this makes sense. And you took time out to give a little bit of background information. Yeah, I remember this. You had a map that yeah, you actually pulled Yeah, we prepared a map. <laughs> and then we were like, hey. This and it was mounted on poster board <laughs> and everything. It was really nice. You never see visual aids in debate. <laughs> and you pulled it out and it was great. I was going, that's so smooth and slick and looks nice. And it was a split decision. And you guys won. And I think, I mean, you got the lay judge to vote for I think that had to have been a... a, a element and why he's voting for you is because you're taking the time to actually speak to him and i remember the the boys you were debating were going out of their minds like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i think about that quite a bit yeah Uh, sorry to tell stories about you but that's definitely one that i recall yeah i always thought i mean candle and i talked about this a little but we always thought we did better with lay judges Mm -hmm. and it's I mean, we kind of, I don't know if we're undercutting ourselves, but we thought that, like, um, because our we're stronger in terms of, like, speaking style and explaining things more clearly, um, but we're not as good as maybe, like, um, arguing, like, the nitty-gritty mm. area. So um perhaps for like an advanced coach or advanced judge like maybe they might be looking for like that nitty-gritty like argumentation but for lay judges they're obviously just looking for big picture big picture things and like what makes sense maybe so i feel like kendall and i were mostly good at that right so um i think it, that's why we always thought it would be harder at the or at least i always thought it would be harder at the higher levels like like semis or quarters um, or finals, like if we had really experienced judges because we might not be as good at the yeah, like argumentation yet. Yeah. Do you – now, you talked a little bit. We, we talked a little bit before we were recording today about you doing some speech stuff. You did yeah. a little bit of speech at um, – Nationals, at Nationals. Yeah. And You mentioned <laughs> earlier in the show that you were a little scared to get your feet yeah. wet because you felt like it was acting, but – 
As I recall, I think I kind of forced you. I'm like, do this and kind of got you yeah. doing some interp as well, right? Yeah. And I actually, uh, I wish I did interp more, yeah. <laughs> actually. Yeah, because I like I think in my head by eighth grade, I kind of had this image of myself like I'm probably more of an interp person that happens to have more experience with debate. <laughs> so I'm just going ahead with debate. Mm -hmm. But I think if I had started with interp earlier, I would have been equally as good at least with interp. So, I think so. I think yeah. <laughs> I, I always felt like you were an interpreter who was doing debate. I yeah. always felt like that. Yeah. And that's why I was trying to get you to do some interp, but I just don't think you were ready. I don't think you were, you, you, I think we're much more interested in the, the intellectual sparring of debate and yeah, like my yeah. wits versus your wits. Yeah. And like, what is that like? I think you were just, that's just where you were at the time. But yeah. I remember always thinking you are an interpreter somewhere in, inside yeah. <laughs> But I did do prose at that national. So what was that like? It was it was exciting. I I I thought I was pretty good, but then I also didn't prepare as mm -hmm. much because I was also working on debate at the same time. And I was not really good at multitasking. <laughs> so I didn't prepare as much as I should have, but given what I did, I remember this one round. So the interb rules are always like always remain kind of fuzzy cuz like sometimes you can move, sometimes you can't move. And I think I was, um, you know, like you stay in the same room as your other competitors. Right. So <laughs> they're, I think they're all from like the same team, or at least most of them were. And then I remember in my piece, like I like moved my body, like my steps, because I was trying to make a different character. And then they literally gasped. They're like, <gasps> and they like looked at each other. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, am I doing something wrong? I got really scared. <laughs> And then, but I just tried to ignore it. But I think, like, I didn't have, like, that kind of focus for prose. So I was like, I was getting really nervous. Um, I just remember that was, like, really stuck to my head. I had just talked about this with somebody else uh, uh, recently, how whenever you're watching, a, in the speech world especially, if somebody has a flub or if there's a yeah. little <laughs> bump in there, <gasps> yeah. it's an opportunity. I think they just failed. Yeah. Of course, the judge is just like, I'm just listening to what you're saying. Can you yeah. please just, you know, it's fine. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, we, I think as a competitor, especially, you're looking for any reason. Uh, oh, they didn't. They didn't beat me because they paused for <laughs> three microseconds. You know, and okay, get over it. Yeah, and I think um, I remember this one time. I think the judge knew you. I think he was another coach, and I accidentally set myself too close to the judge like too close to him so it was even uncomfortable for me and I could tell it was uncomfortable for him but I, ha I was already like into the like many minutes into the piece so I was <laughs> I was like oh my god in my head I kept thinking like do I step back now like is that weird and I was like and then even it was even worse because there's this one part in the piece where I step even closer and I got really close to him <laughs> And I was just like, this is terrible. I was like, I should step back earlier. I had forgotten about that until you said it. And I think, I think as I recall, I, I always had it saying, I haven't said it in a while, but uh, I try to tell students, get as close as you can to the judge without being creepy. Yeah. And that last part is really important. Like, do not be creepy. And, uh, and I remember saying that to you. And you're like, yeah, I think I might have gone a little bit on the yeah. creepy side. I think I might have crossed into creepy land. No, he wrote, he wrote in the notes, like, you're a little too close. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember you showing me that on the ballot and me being yeah. like, oh yeah, that, that's too bad. Yeah, that's pretty, that's like my most, like, I, why do I only remember things where I'm like panicking? <laughs> because you're always yeah. panicking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you did some, uh, you, you did some interp, you finally got that out of your system. Did you do any platform stuff? Did you do any like OO or... Yeah, I did OO, but I, it was kind of funny because I did OO in high school, mm -hmm. but I only competed for one year, like, like one less year. than a year. And that's what I wanted to get into next, because yeah. I remember you doing OO in high school. Yeah. And the speech, what was the speech about? It was about um, the mentally ill, like mm -hmm. the criminally insane, and the insanity plea. Mm -hmm. And basically, I was arguing for compassion for the criminally insane and why the insanity plea should be used more often or at least extended because, well, it's, it's kind of hard to, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain it, which is bad because I did OO. But <laughs> yeah, I <would> say <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, so to start from the beginning, 
basically I'm arguing that under the current system, you're, yeah, under the current um, system, when you say that you're guilty, they're saying that you're morally culpable mm -hmm. for your crime. Um, but then you can't be morally culpable if you had no, like, and I'm using air quotes right now, but control over your crime right. or your actions. And a lot of the mentally ill, like schizophrenics, like they don't know, um, or they don't, they have less control or they don't really control their actions, at least the way I see it. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of arguing that we should have compassion for the criminally insane. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too. I remember really liking <laughs> speech. And I remember at, at some of the tournaments, like the first tournament or two, you just had some memorization problems that I think. Oh my god, back. it was so bad <laughs> because, uh, like I think I um, I remember one round. Oh my god! So <laughs> I like until five minutes, I was doing really good. I was doing really well, and then suddenly like i'm suddenly at the end of my speech and then he only said he said he used six of his hand sign for seven minutes i was like what how am i at seven minutes and i realized i forgot like the complete middle chunk of my speech yeah. this. so i just improvised like basically like two and a half minutes of just like me explaining things in like a random order and i was like oh my god that's the worst <laughs> but i did pretty okay so yeah so it wasn't it wasn't too bad but i remember just feeling super bad after yeah yeah, yeah you get your act together you're fine yeah so you didn't do too much high school speech after that no i didn't and i think i just lost a lot of uh not interest but Actually, yeah, maybe it was interest hmm. because, well, I was working with a different coach at Wilshire. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Uh -huh. <laughs> and he wasn't, he was like the exact type of debater that I didn't really enjoy like competing against. Mm -hmm. And so I was very resistant to working with him. So I just didn't feel like trying to work with him. So, um, he didn't inspire that out of you? No, because he was definitely more like a, like a, like, oh, I'm smarter than you. Mm -hmm. And like that kind of type. And it was kind of like, like, oh, like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> like, I don't want to work with that. So I tried to do public forum with Candela again. But Candela, of course, was at boarding school. <laughs> so we actually did it when she came for spring break. Mm -hmm. And we did okay. Not I forget how we did because it wasn't very memorable. <laughs> but you were able to do one tournament. Yeah, yeah. Together again. Yeah, and it was it was nice and through this after school program, right? Through yeah, Wilshire. through Wilshire. But then there was like that weird rule where we can't you can't have after schools anymore. Yeah, certain local tournaments will let you, and then others won't. So it depends on what what tournament is happening and when and things like that. Yeah, but I remember. There was like a lot of like technical things I was trying to work with, and I was like, oh, okay, like I don't want to deal with this right now. Because yeah. <laughs> I was kind of going through other things. And Life. Yeah. Life so. gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But at the same time, you were helping me teach a lot of the classes I here. Think, yeah, I enjoyed that way more. And that's what I'm interested in talking about next, because um, you and I worked together for a long time in terms of coaching. I mean, a lot of elementary students yeah. and then quite a few middle school students as well. What do you recall about that? What were some of the challenges of dealing with, with such young students and teaching them this material? Well, I felt like I was seeing, I felt like I was seeing myself oh. <laughs> in the students because you could tell that um, they like didn't, well, at least some of the newer students, like you could tell that they didn't really care about the class, but mm -hmm. they were just there because like their parents were forcing them to. But that doesn't really make for an enjoyable class, especially for the students that do want to try. So it was kind of hard trying to get them to, you know, like to like lift their spirits. You know, it's like, yeah, like you have to get into it, you know? Yeah. And also I feel like I was always kind of um like I I didn't want to be mean to them. So um but obviously it re like for students you require some kind of like discipline yeah. or like you know some kind of like strictness so it was harder to work with students like that when they didn't where they were like very they were actively resisting you so i remember when i first started teaching i was the nice guy and i would always <laughs> just be like they'd be like is there homework like, no nah, there's no homework i hated homework when i was young yeah. no homework and then we go to tournaments and stuff and it would be like okay there needs to be some homework like there has yeah. to be some 
something that you're doing outside of this class. We're just not making enough progress. We're not getting the wheels are spinning, but we're not getting any traction to the ground, you know? Yeah. And I, I one thing that I really now I'm the jerk teacher. <laughs> now everybody hates me. That's a lie. <laughs> but I remember um, all the stuff that I was confused about when you taught. I mean, your lessons are usually pretty clear, but things like like, oh, like the purpose of why we do like definitions or mm -hmm. why we have criteria like um a lot of the younger students are like oh we just need one yeah so they just like throw anything out and i noticed that in competitions too like a lot of those students like they didn't really use their definitions like they just like ha did one because they thought it was required well a lot of times it would be definitions that yeah you're, or sometimes they would contradict their case <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely yeah. but there would be stuff that was like why are you defining the united states yeah, we yeah. know what the united states is <laughs> yeah exactly so i feel like i felt like when i was teaching i really wanted the students to know the purpose of things like that so that they don't make the same mistakes because i didn't really understand like the purpose of those things until like sixth grade Mm -hmm. Even though I was working with it for like a year. Mm -hmm. So I think having that past experience or like fresh memory kind of helped when I was teaching. Yeah. Also, I feel like sometimes you gave the students too much credit. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> because you'd be like, oh, yeah, you get it. Or like like when they do something, right? Because I feel like sometimes I would like practice or like practice a little, like five minutes or something. And then that like round when we were when you're teaching me like I happen to do really well and you're like oh yeah you've been practicing I'm like oh yeah and then like I'd have this kind of face where like yeah yeah I've been practicing <laughs> but not really <laughs> and then sometimes you see students like who when they're with me like they don't do as well but then like when you're watching them like they happen to do really well and you're like yeah you've been practicing and they have that same face like yeah yeah I've been practicing <laughs> and clearly they have yeah <laughs> so sometimes I felt I was like well you know like, from a student's perspective, I don't really think they practiced. <laughs> so. Well, maybe our, maybe our idea of practice is different. Of like, hey, I, I'm going, yeah, you ran through it twice. Yeah. And, and you're going, that's not enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I remember really being impressed with you as a teacher because you, like a duck to water, man, you just got it. Was it? I think I'm I confused. My, like a fish to water. <laughs> what? It's like water off a duck's butt. <laughs> yeah. I'm confusing my metaphors. Anyway, but a uh, like a fish to water, you just took to it and and you were able to, especially with some of the younger students, you were really able to connect with a lot of them. There was always something that I've I've struggled with uh, with some of like third and fourth graders. It's hard teaching speech to a third and fourth graders is especially difficult because they're right at that age where they can understand. The, mm -hmm. the overall purpose of what you're doing and why we're doing it, but they usually don't care to. You know, they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want to know. I don't, th this is not something I'm interested in. And I think you did a really nice job of inspiring people to want to know why are we doing this and let me try to get better for the sake of my overall education. I remember you really um, being sweet in that way, but also, hey, look, I'm going to lay down the law when I need to. And I, I really liked having you teach classes with me. I always, I always enjoyed that element. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. And I think it was kind of um, like when we had Jennifer too. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we were a good combo together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was scary and, uh, and intense and then you were nice and intense. Yeah. So it was like, so when I couldn't like get them to like calm down, cause yeah, um, Jennifer would step in for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any stories or memories about uh, students that were particularly difficult? Um, yes. Well, it's like, I don't want to be judgmental, but... Go ahead. You have... <laughs> this is the part of no, the podcast no. called Van Talk. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but when you have, like, a student and they're trying to be sweet, like, be, not, like, sweet to you, mm -hmm. but then, like, you're just kind of annoyed because, like, they didn't do any of the work, but they want you to like them because... Or it's, you know, they want you to like them, so they're trying to be nice. But I become, like, more, like, more cold to them. <laughs> because it's, like, I remember there was a girl that wouldn't practice at all. But then she was very giggly. And I don't, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. But she was, she was very giggly. And, like, she'd laugh at everything. And 
like she'd always be like oh my god Annika like and she'd always try to make conversation with me but I was just annoyed with her the whole time because she wouldn't practice at all Mm -hmm. but she was like trying to be nice to me but it's like it's hard to be nice to you when like you're not doing the work yeah Yeah, so I had a lot of difficulty with because I don't want to be mean to them but it was like oh yeah it was like I had to put up my walls I'm like yes yeah and then I just like walk away sometimes you have to be not mean but you have to be stern and that doesn't mean you can't be like like without compassion but they have to understand too they can't just giggle their way through life yeah and I think there was one I remember I was I forget what resolution it was but because we practice like middle school or high school resolutions even with the elementary school students right and I think there was one on guns and I was they were asking me how a gun works right Mm because they're young students they just were curious so I spent so I explained how a gun works, and then they said, oh, like, so that thing that comes out is a bullet? And I'm like, yeah, that's a bullet. And they're like, why is it called a bullet? I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then they're like, why is a hole called a hole? I'm like, uh, I don't right, know. I was like, oh. And then, like, they were asking, I was, like, trying to explain the best I can because, you know, I don't want to ignore, like, genuine questions, but then they were, like, starting to get out of hand. It was always hard when uh, they Bullet comes from the French word boulet, which, <laughs> of course, means uh, a piece of hot lead that gets put through somebody's skull when they ask too many annoying questions. Really? What's lead? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I feel like those students were also kind of difficult. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of, what if that, what if, what if I have to, what if, what if, what if, what if? I'm like, I can't take too many what if questions. And I think a lot of um, boy students do this, but they do like, well, what if like, what if this happened? They're like, what if the North Korea just nukes everyone? I was like, I don't know how to respond to that. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. They're like, why not? It's like, well. But what if it does? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, well, I don't know how to. I don't then know everybody how to dies. I don't yeah. know what, then we don't have to listen to your name back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. Now, you're, you're now in college. You're, yes. um, you're, you're doing quite well. And have you considered doing any sort of college speech and debate or is it off the table at this point well there is we have a parliamentary Mm -hmm. debate and i kind of sat in on one but it was really boring (laughs) why because it was just slow and like i was like oh yeah like there's no like of none of that excitement of like yeah like direct clash or anything it's just like we say this and then we do this it's like okay like, it's like, keep it civil, guys. It's like, it's too civil. It's too civil. <laughs> like, there's no excitement. You need some yeah. <laughs> Is it just within the college itself, or do you do inter-college competitions, or how, how does that um, work? Like, are you going to tournaments against other schools? Yeah. I think, okay, it's kind of funny because we used to, but then apparently, um, like, two years ago, the head of the debate club um, planned to, <laughs> plan, like, said they were Williams is going to host a tournament and then like they set everything up but then they just like didn't oh no yeah so like apparently i think we're like banned from like hosting tournaments now and then we're like there's like some a lot of like that like you no know, like politics or technical issues yeah. so it was kind of it's like completely dead now so i don't know if i i want to oh i considered reviving it mm-hmm. But I think there are other... You should revive it and then host a tournament <laughs> and, and then, then cancel, cancel it. it. <laughs> yeah, so I think they do... We here at Williams <laughs> firmly believe in setting up tournaments. <laughs> but not going through it, though. <laughs> we, don't, we didn't even finish the end of our... Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, and then... Um, yeah, so I think right now we just do it between students for fun. Okay. Um. I haven't, like, gone to any of them because apparently, like, no one really shows up. So (laughs) so sad. (laughs) I know, I know. But I think, like, two years ago, the debate club didn't do anything, but they got funding, right? So they got, like, $1,000. So they did. They just bought a giant cookie cake and then called it a day or what? No, no. They hosted, like, a a quote, quote, like, speech tournament. Uh So anyone can come in and give a speech, and then, like, some profs will judge them. And then the best person gets that money. <laughs> I was wow. like, what? They should do that again. Like, I totally would do that. <laughs> but Wait, Maybe you should join yeah. the speech and debate club. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, that, that's kind of sad, interesting, hopeful. In between your 
economics, neuroscience, and uh, and pre-law classes, then you mm-hmm. should think about heading over to the uh, speech and debate club. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I Probably mean, not. Yeah. I think now, like, some freshmen, like, took the reins. Oh. And they might be starting it up again. Oh, so, cool. yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, I'm kind of just, I feel like among all the pe- students who did debate, like, to, like, that intensity, like, I'm the most, like, actually, that's not true. But, like, I just. Well, I didn't know what you were going <laughs> to say. Sorry. sorry. I just, like take the lessons from debate and I'll just like carry on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think teaching was more fun. So you feel like you actually got more out of the teaching than the actual competing? Um, I mean, they're hard to separate. It's hard to, yeah. you can't have taught if you hadn't done it. I mean, you, I guess you could, but it's hard to, right? You need those experiences in order to teach. Yeah. I think maybe it's just cause, um, the memory of teaching is more fresh. And also, I didn't particularly enjoy, like, high school debate because there was a lot of, um, like, nastiness. So I think I just, like, dropped So not enough nastiness in college and too much nastiness (laughs) in high school. No, it's not even nastiness in college. It's just, like, boring. Uh (laughs) It's too, like, it's too vanilla. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you go be the the jalapeno in the middle of the, the vanilla... Ice cream sundae. Yeah, maybe. That sounds awful. <laughs> Why am I not? That's hungry? a bad mix. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Annika, this is a uh, a part of the podcast that I like to call the final round. So these are some questions, survey questions that we ask everybody who comes on the show. Oh, man, I'm I've nervous. got ten questions for you. Right. <laughs> now nah, you don't need to be nervous. Yeah. It's not those kind of questions. Okay. That's my after hours. Well, what is that? All right. Number one, were you superstitious in speech? No, I wasn't. Great answer, Annika. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, wait. Okay. Um, no, I wasn't. Yeah. But I knew some people who were. <laughs> oh. And they would have funny traditions. Like, like what? Like they would only use a certain pen mm. when they're going to debate competitions or a certain notebook. Um, I see. I think the pen, more than superstition, I actually encourage that. Like at least this, the same style of pen because like flow is important when you're debating. I have certain pens that... I like to use during debate because I like the way that they they flow ink better, you know? And oh, yeah. You, you can record easier. Yeah, actually, um, I saw you using that, mm-hmm. and then I bought it. I bought it. Did you buy one of the Yeah. <laughs> and then... You probably it, gave it up. You're like, this is too messy of a pen. Yeah, it's too inky, so I was yeah. like, forget this. <laughs> yeah, I love those pens. Yeah. Uh, all right, question number two. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Can I oh. add on to yeah, please, the first ahead. one? I thought about getting superstitious. And this is me even now. This is so <laughs> you. I thought about getting superstitious, <laughs> but... No, but then... Um, this is the I most Annika like... <laughs> answer. Whatever you're about to say is the most Annika answer that I've ever heard. Go ahead. No, but then I thought I would get dependent on it. Yeah, so I would, start, I would start freaking out if I didn't have, like, yeah. if I didn't do that thing exactly that correctly. That is totally <laughs> you. In a, so I decided in a nutshell, not to. Should I get superstitious yeah. about something? No, it's not because there's too many problems yeah. such in your head. Yeah. And this idea of like, as if you're like, should I get religious? I don't know. Let me think about that. These like core elements. Should I be gay? What? Let me think about that for a minute. Yeah, oh, there's some benefits. Yeah. That's so funny. More options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question number two. Who was the competitor you most admired? Ooh. Ooh, that's a hard one. I think I would say, well, this is, I think I would say Angela. Mm-hmm. And she was like a senior. Sean? Yeah. Okay. But that's because I felt like she always looked super, like when I were, I would watch her rounds, like I would never see her flustered ever. Uh-huh. Even, like, though afterwards she might say that she was or something, but I've never seen her flustered, and she took everything with such grace. And she was super nice, but then she was also, like, the right amount of aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, and then so I think I wanted to be that kind of style, but then I was also, like, I'm always, like, kind of flustered. <laughs> so <laughs> It's more relatable, though. I mean, I like the flusteredness <laughs> of you. It's fun. And yeah. it's, you're never, it's never off-putting. It's always... It's always jovial too. It's always very like lighthearted and like silly, and you have an easy laugh about you. Um, Angela uh, was a wonderful debater, but she had 
and she had killer eyes. I remember like when she would get up there, her eyes would narrow, and you're like, oh boy, man, you're yeah, yeah. Whoever her opponent was was just like, you're gonna get shot down. <laughs> yeah, but that was what I meant by aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. But then on the contrary, like I was known for like my sad eyebrows, like whenever <laughs> I went to paint, <laughs> because like when I get when I, like really passionate about something, right? Like my eyebrows slant, like like the roof of a house. <laughs> And I would look really sad. So <laughs> Candela would always make fun of me because she said I always look sad when I'm debating. <laughs> yeah, even though I was just trying to be, like, passionate. So, well, that's good. Yeah. I, I miss the passion of debate. So often it's just saying words. You're reading from cards. You're just, that, you're just saying words that you, you're not even really thinking about in your oh heart. My, oh, my God. I remember I was so embarrassed because uh, who was that one coach, Eric? Mm-hmm. He was watching me against one of his teams. Eric Strauss, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And then um, <laughs> this is when I bomb. This is the first time that I bomb my speaker points. But basically, I think we were talking about like enlightenment before the round, mm-hmm. and then by my f- summary speech or my final focus, I said something like. Like, this is what Jesus was, like, <laughs> like, this is what Jesus was about. This is about enlightenment. And then he started, like, dying in the crowd, and I started laughing, but I got embarrassed. So I was, like, stumbling over my words, and then the judge started laughing, and I did really bad on my secret points, <laughs> and I got really embarrassed. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, like, I don't know. It, it, I just got too flustered. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. What's the most memorable speech you've seen? Could be a debate as well. The most memorable. Um, most memorable. I think. It's obviously not that memorable. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's too long ago. I have bad memory. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it was Jennifer's speech, like final round. What speech was that? On pretty. Mm-hmm. Her poetry? Yeah, her poetry. And I think, well, Jennifer's always been really expressive. And I've seen her during um, practice, but I've never seen her, like, well, when I watched her during, like, finals. So this is Jennifer Yang. She, yeah. You grew up with Jennifer. I mean, you've known her since you guys were... Elementary yeah, school. Well, yeah. First so grade first or grade, yeah. yeah. Or actually maybe third grade. But, yeah, so she's always been super expressive. So when I've never seen her like that to that extent and it was so like i think everyone was just like eyes on her Mm -hmm. and like she has this way of like expressing yourself that's very like you know like you kind of like feel what she's feeling so it was very like whoa (laughs) i think that was the most memorable also because i she always she gets really into it so she starts crying Mm -hmm. and like i what when she started crying i got like flustered like in the audience (laughs) so it was very like intense yeah yeah question number four how do you explain forensics to somebody who's unfamiliar with it forensics yeah like just speech and debate how do you explain that to people who come up and say what is forensics yeah i would say it's not to be lame but i would say it's speech and debate yeah but (laughs) if they don't know if they're like well what is that like if you if they, if they don't understand how speech works. Oh. Usually, especially if you say, like, I do speech, they go, oh, so you debate? And it's like, well, <laughs> no. Oh, oh, how do actually, you explain it? Actually, my boyfriend was asking me about this, like, a few months ago. But I think how did he you said, explain it? Well, I said I did speech, and he's like, oh, what's that? And I said, well, you interpret literature, so you're not acting. I had to point that out because you always point that. I said, it's not acting. It's not the same thing. But you're basically... You're basically taking a piece of literature. You're taking a piece of literature, and you're not to be super arbitrary, but you're making it your own. <laughs> you're performing it. Yeah. So, and he was like, I don't think he really got it. I think he just said it was. It's like, oh, so it's like acting, but with your thing. <laughs> it's not acting. <laughs> Did you hear me before? I said it's not acting. <laughs> and I think debate is like pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but if people want to get like technical, I usually just say like, oh, there's different types. You can do it alone. You can do it with a partner. And you usually have someone who like lays out the arguments and someone who responds to the arguments. And they usually get it by that point. It's pretty. I like how your idea of explaining speech is you just completely forget about all platformers or limited preferences. Like, oh, it's inter. I'm sorry. I, it's all inter to me. <laughs> all right. Question number five. 
What was your most unusual inspiration for a speech? Most unusual inspiration. Yeah, and that could be like an argument that you might have come up with or something oh, like that. Like, what's, uh, what's the unusual inspiration? Um, in elementary school, do you remember? Okay, so over the summer, we were doing sparring. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was working with Isabel, and it was Isabel's turn to speak. But I really wanted to make this argument, so I just went up and spoke first to spar. And it was like ninjas versus pirates. Mm -hmm. And I was on the pirates team. And then I think, like... A few hours ahead of that, I, I had read something on, like, communism. So I made this argument where it's like, ninjas are about communism. <laughs> it's like, you want everything. I didn't really understand what communism was at the time. And I just said, like, you want everything the same. Like, there's no individuality. Like, everyone is a communist. <laughs> but just, I think that stuck with me for a while. So I was like, why did I make that argument? <laughs> yeah. Well, as we all know, yeah. all ninjas are communists. Yeah. <laughs> And um, probably the OO that I did was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, the, I remember really being impressed with that as an OO and thinking this is important. Like that was a really, not just a, a competitive OO, but just an important one. Yeah, I think, well, I've always kind of been into like, I mean, not to sound weird, but like criminal, like psych psychopaths, like serial killers, sociopaths, mm -hmm. because I mean, when you start realizing, like, a lot of, I mean, basically all of you is just your brain. But when you have brain defects, sometimes, you know, turns out that when you have brain defects, you also have behavioral defects. I guess. Yeah. So, so they say. Yeah, it's kind of hard to blame them when, um, you know, they're kind of born with certain brain defects like right. that. So uh, I thought it was important. Okay. Also, I have another memorable speech I just remembered. What was it? Candela's OO on memory. How ironic that you don't remember <laughs> that until now. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I, that inspired me so much. And I actually bought the book. It was based on Moonwalking with Einstein, which is about this guy, Joshua Four, who um, he, was, he used to be a journalist. I think he still is. But he, <laughs> he went to the um, report on the memory championships, mm -hmm. and then he realized that all these people in the memory championships are just normal people, but they just learn these techniques to remember things. And one of them happened to be the memory palace, which Candela um, talked about, like the spatial memory. And I remember I was feeling so inspired by that. And I read the book, and I actually used that in high school wow. for my biology high class. School? Yeah. Not in college? <laughs> no, because, okay, it turns out that it takes a long time to train your memory like that yeah. and a lot of intense hours like time but once you do it you've got it yeah right? but it i think the learning curve is just so high that sometimes you have to wonder like if it's worth the time so i did it for my first year like like that immediate year yeah but it was like the learning curve was just like i don't know if i had time to invest that like, i I've, I've often thought about this as something that i want to try to train my daughter to kind of think that way and if mm -hmm. you can train somebody to think that way then there's no learning curve. That's just how you've already... <laughs> just using your daughter it. as an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember talking with Kendall about that speech of... Um, I remember saying to her, you know, if you do this right, you've got... Um, you know, OO doesn't allow for visual aids, but you would have a visual aid. It's a memory aid. And, and you could say things in a way that would basically be stuck in their memory palaces and you're leaving them with something even though it's not tangible. And we were kind of talking about how we can leave people with a mental visual aid. Yeah, and I I think she got sixth at... I think she took fourth. Oh, was it fourth? I think she took fourth. Yeah, but it was such an amazing speech. That was good. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that. <laughs> you clearly need to see it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number uh, six. Has a speech ever caused you to change? Besides Candela's OO. Well, maybe that was the OO that, you know, that did it to you. I mean, clearly you, did, you were changed by that speech. Yeah, I actually, um, I still use the, well, I will, I'll say Candela's OO, mm -hmm. and that, I still have the book, and I annotate it, like, I read it every once in a while, because mm -hmm. I feel like it's so inspiring, because, yeah. I mean, well, when I first read it, I was like, because he was like, yeah, I'm just a normal guy, but this guy was clearly, he's really smart, he went to... Like some, like you know, one of the top schools in the country. He clearly has some kind of like motivation and ambition 
and discipline to be able to do things like that. But it's it was still his point was that like oh anyone can do it. Right. Yeah. But he's not an especially memorable person. Not in the fact that people don't remember him, but he doesn't remember things like yeah. losing your keys and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I think also it was such an easy read. Like um, I think, and I actually him and are the two memory champions that he was interviewing at the time or he was friends with at the time when he wrote the book i still use their app for my flashcards mm-hmm. it's called uh it's called memorize mm-hmm. yeah it's a really good way or is it brainscape well, it was one of those two one of those. yeah but i use both but they're both really good for they're like the best flashcard apps yeah guys go check it out <laughs> Great plug for yeah. them. <laughs> all right <clears throat> uh question number seven what did you do with your awards I have them. Where are they? In my room. <laughs> At your parents' house? In my parents' house. Okay. I didn't take them to college or anything. That would be kind of weird if you're like, like this right here. Yeah, is my middle school award. <laughs> <laughs> I peaked in middle school. So where are they? Are they, are they in your room or are they like on a mantle? Yeah, or a... They're, they're in my room. Sorry, I just interrupted you. But they're, they're in my room on a shelf with all my other awards. Heh. <laughs> Wait, you did other stuff besides all, speech and debate? All my other participation <laughs> trophies. <laughs> I don't even remember you participating in anything else. You you were dedicated to speech and debate while you were, yeah. I mean, all through your middle school time. Yeah. Where do you keep your awards, Robert? I have a couple. I mean, I have my I have my national trophies mm-hmm. uh, in my house, but then my dad has like a whole Oh, he room. kept them. Yeah, he kept them. It's got like a lot of them are disassembled, and mm-hmm. uh, and he's kept them all. Over there. Wait, why has he disassembled them? Various reasons. Some were too big, and it was like oh, this okay. is obnoxious. And, uh, <laughs> and others, it was like it, I think one got one broke, and so we had to kind of take it apart to mm. store it, and there's things like that. Some were just taken apart. Some there's a big shelf in that room, and he's got it all put up on the shelf and things like that. Uh, okay. Question number eight. What speech skill do you use most often in your day-to-day life? Charming people. <laughs> well, so actually, you don't use it very much then or what? <laughs> no, but I mean, I say that as a joke, but it's only it's only half a joke. <laughs> because, so it turns out that... Charming <laughs> alligators. No. So it turns out that when you... So I think I learned this in during speech and debate, but you always said like, oh, make eye contact with the judge, make eye contact with the judge. So that's kind of been ingrained into me. Mm-hmm. So anytime I do anything like conversations or come up and do a presentation, like I make like pretty intense eye contact with anyone that I talk to. <laughs> and then I feel like, I feel like it's... <laughs> such a weird... <laughs> yeah, so... Did you see the way she was looking at <laughs> I know, man. And I, I don't know. I feel like that's the most important one of the most important skills because um i was actually (laughs) no at williams i was at work and i work for the social science center and my boss um was telling me how i well she was noting that's like oh you you have such a way of talking and i said oh what do you mean she's like you make such intense eye contact with me I was like, oh, is it intense? I'm sorry. And she's like, no, no. Like she said, like she feels like she's being listened yeah, to. Yeah, you're so. paying attention. Yeah. You're actively listening. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And I think that's a, um, that's the most. I mean, because obviously I have the most opportunities to use yeah. it. So. Um, I've I, always thought that about you. you. You did a really nice job. I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, no uh, You always were an active listener. I never. I mean, so many students fade out and they're just gone, or they're playing games on their com- computer you know, phone or something, but it never had that problem with you. You were always actively listening and we were always engaged and I never felt like you were zoned out. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's another thing. Um, cause you know, when I, during the duration that I did second speaker, you have to be listening for anything that you can catch that might be, you know, wrong or used against them. So I think I became better at that, mm. um, over time. At active listening? Yeah. Hmm. So I always ask the most interesting questions when people do presentations. But if I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not zoning. Yeah. <laughs> Question number nine. Why didn't you quit? Why didn't I quit? Because it's the only thing I had. <laughs> and this is true. And I think you will know it too. But 
like I like didn't go home or not like I like I always stayed at Wilshire for a really long like yeah. until the end of the night. So it was just like kind of like a sec. I mean, maybe this is more Wilshire than speech and debate, but it was kind of like a second home. Yeah. Like I was, I think I was here like, like so often <laughs> at some point. Like I literally just like lived here basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I remember giving you rides home quite a bit too because you were just like I. You didn't live very far, but I was like, I can't let you walk home yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Because you had nothing else. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing better came along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> All right, question number 10 is my favorite question. Question number 10. What was the best speech advice you've ever received? Mm, oh, I wish I had more time to think about it. <laughs> well, go ahead and think about it. Um, can you cut out the part where I'm thinking about it? Okay. Um, well, I don't know if this is advice, but it's something that always stuck with me. And I remember in seventh grade at nationals, like in the middle of rounds, um, like Kendall and I, or Isabel and I would, I think it's Kendall, Kendall and I would um, just like be on our phones or like watch videos or something mm -hmm. but then you came up and you were like super mad well not mad but like you were super frustrated and said like you should be working like even at these times and then i just kind even of between rounds yeah and like i just kind of brushed it off but then like i i kind of think about that more often now because i've kind of developed this like interest in like work habits like people's work habits and what makes people great like i'm kind of into that right now mm -hmm. <laughs> And a lot of it is just that they just don't stop. Like, there's no, like, breaks like that, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So I just kind of, like, whenever I'm thinking about, like, oh, what am I, like, doing with my life or something, like, I kind of come back to that where it's like, well, you know, <laughs> like, you're not supposed to, well, you shouldn't stop, if that makes sense. Don't stop. Yeah, it's kind of like a feeling mm -hmm. more than, like, just, like, a specific advice, but... I just wish knew, I, I ugh, sorry. I just wish I knew which direction I could. Yeah, I, I think that's always been your problem. Yeah. You know which direction? Yeah, I don't want to stop, but I don't know where to go. <laughs> so I feel like I'm blindly running right now. <laughs> well, maybe someday you'll figure that out. Hopefully. I Hopefully, mean, it's before you graduate. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I decided. I mean, I kind of. You uh, kind of decided. Oh, no. Well, remember I told you I read that book about um, like you don't look like you're. You just learn to love something. Mm -hmm. It's called so good they can't ignore you. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's like you don't love some, you don't do something because you love it. It's like you do something passionately for a long time, and mm -hmm. then you learn to love it. So I'm just choosing something, and I'm just gonna run with it. <laughs> so economics and neuroscience, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Annika, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Are you in, on Instagram right now or no? You, you go on and off social media so much. Um, I don't have social media right now. I don't have anything right now. <laughs> um, where can they find me? Um, I don't know. Facebook oh. or anything like that? Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Facebook. Um, I mean, I don't really use it, but you can find me at my name, Annika Lee. <laughs> Annika Lee. And as for us, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle there is at Forensics Podcast. Annika, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been fun talking to you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Been great. So, until the next round, keep talking. And as Annika says, don't stop and be working even between rounds. I'm from an actress. Oh, yeah. I don't know.